0: And amen. So when I call Sebastian and there's a moment where he, res- he, he waits and, and sometimes I'm asking something that can, can happen later, or I ask him to remember something, but when I call God into a moment where I want something from him now, it makes my heart so glad when he responds to that. Sometimes with the gist, I'm in the toilet or I mean, I'm finding myself in the bath, I can't come out, then I, at least I know he heard me. But do you know that we read the scriptures and the word of God? Sometimes he calls on us through his Holy Spirit, and sometimes we just don't respond. So let's say this morning, uh, at the comrades, uh, there is how many thousand people pitched up this morning? Do you know how many people are running the comrades today? Anyone? Too many, okay. Thank you, Rudolf. I didn't know. I think it's thousands, but I'm I'm not going to put put myself out there. But ultimately, let's say half of the crowd that we're supposed to run the race, they hear the bang and the gong going off to start the race. They just don't respond. How crazy is that? How crazy is it that sometimes God calls us into action and you and I just go, just think of all the training someone has done in preparing for the comrades. And they just go, all the money that was spent, all the, all the uh, pitching up every morning at a group. There's this bus, they call the bus, they run after it, you know it? No, there's a bus. It's like the last timing of, if you wanna just make it, just keep up with the bus. Do you know that? It's a, actually a red bus. If you can make it with the bus, it's a big group of people, you'll finish the comrades' race. But let's say it goes off and you don't respond, then you, you'll be standing there for hours going three hours have passed, I'm still standing. You've missed the bus, amen? And this morning, this sermon series aims off with us understanding um, just the, the importance of family when we speak about it in our context of what God says family is, but also what our every nation family expects of you. So sometimes we invite people to our house, not now, because my swimming pool is in dire straits. I cannot get that swimming pool working. I can fit a crocodile in there and no one will know. Okay, I made this joke the other day. Um, I, I said to the boys, uh, Sebastian 12, Noah's eight, uh, nine, um, and I made the joke that we're gonna buy like a meter long crocodile and just put it in the pool. So, so Noah's teacher phones Catherine. She goes something weird happened at school today. Noah uh, said that he's going to that they, he's going to get a crocodile. His dad's going to buy a crocodile and put it in the pool. She want to know if it's, it's true. Is that what happened, Catherine? Yeah. Great. So ultimately is is the, the, that's how bad my swimming pool is. And then sometimes it allows us to invite people to our house. Sometimes it doesn't. But when I do if you know me well, and if you have visited me, or is I love eating. I love food, and i alt- oh, glory, there we go. And ultimately, thank you, and ultimately, when we eat together, uh, we grow together. I mean, that is just how it works. Uh, no, when we eat together, there's something that happens to us um, in agreement. Do you, can you say amen to that? So a couple of weeks back, a couple of months back, we did the old tongues series. We gave out tongs. You needed to bribe with each other. Uh, if you still have that tongs and haven't invited someone, shame on you for that. But ultimately, I love some musas because it burns. Oh, I love a burn. Not that kind of burn. I like, it, well, I like it when food is hot. Who also likes a hot burn? Come on, have one. Here we go. Come on. You're gonna eat it right now. Spicy, anyone? Spicy? Spicy, there we go. Spicy? I like it spicy. You like it spicy? Come on. And you're hungry. Come on. Come on, spicy. There we go. There's uh, a few hands back here. Come on. I don't know if you okay, Okay. You like spicy? Uh, okay, good one. That's it. Okay. Oh, I said the scum. I'm not allowed to eat it because I've got the braces on, but so there is a samosa, a samosa. Okay, so when you get to know me and us, you'll know I love samosas. I love the fact that it burns, I don't know why. Something happens with your tongue, it's lovely. Uh, there's something happening, it, it wakes you up and suddenly I want something to drink. Then I'm up and I'm energetic, I'm never like that. I mean, um, I get up sometimes, I don't walk around. Um, But there's something authentic when it comes to visiting the Azers. There are things that you'll see when we watch rugby. There's, there's chips and bultong, all the bad stuff that we're not supposed to eat, it's there. On a Sunday evening, um, uh, our authenticity grows over into a movie night uh, where there's, the boys already know to check if there's popcorn and check if there's something to eat and salty crack snacks, not the end of the month salty crack snacks, the one with the cheese on and the spread on and whatever, we can find. It's on a, it's on a table and we're watching a movie as a family. That's what we do. Um, Now, some may say that's a rhythm. No, that is who we are. That's our our, our DNA, what we're made of. And this whole series has been raised up so that you might know what our value system is, what our every nation is all about, and what we're made of. Now, sometimes when, let's say you visit me, and uh, I offer you some samosas and you enjoy it. But then there's some samosas that fall out of your mouth and you, you see it on the, the leather couch and then you just go, you smear it on there and you, you just chuck it off. Do you, would you do that? No, okay. So when you come and visit me and you do the samosa thing and it falls and then you see, hey, um, I'm just going to put my feet up on the couch. I'm going to sit upright. Would you do that? No. If my wife spends hours cooking for you. And you eat it and you go, the first thing that you go in, she, you put, put her food in your mouth, you go, listen, Catherine, can I just tell you how, how we make it and how you should have done it. Have you been there before? No, you don't do that. What is it called? It's rude. You don't come into my house and shift things around like you wanted. Oh no. Um, I come in here and then I saw, uh, we, so my mother-in-law stayed with us and my father-in-law stayed with us a while. And um, while well, I came back home, this is the this is the truth. I came back home and my, my, my furniture in the house were shifted around. I come into home, I'm like, is this my house? No, dad wanted it like this. I'm like, what? That's not how we do it. So why do we do it in this family? Why do we dare do it here? Why do we come with our expectation to this house and then go, that's not good for me. I'm not gonna receive that. No, no, we do it differently. I'm not gonna take that. If God's added you here, if this is family, so if you have an invitation to my house to come and eat every week, who will pitch up? Every week. I know families that does that, big families. I know families, they have a fixed rule on a Sunday, everyone eats at mom's house, amen? So we had, I grew up like that. My grandmother was like that, you eat in my house, but you don't tell her how she's gonna make her pumpkin furters. You're just gonna eat it and you're gonna be glad. So I grew up not liking spinach. And my dad had this thing that he said, he'll give me something if I eat my spinach. Literally, this is true. This happened. He gave me money to eat my food, but he didn't get spinach into me, so uh, I I put it down, and then as soon as I finished my spinach on my my plate, my Oma went, oh, you like it, here's more, boom. Not talking about that. But we fight to keep it real here. We, keep, we fight to keep it authentic uh, here. We, we use the Bible in scripture. Uh, we sing songs about God, we worship him. One thing that was incredible this morning in the second song we were singing, it's almost like a battle song. GP, um, what was that second song of yours? There's nothing that our God can do. It's almost like a rhythm. Do you know that the Levites were trained to worship uh, in front of Israel uh, when they're at war? There was a whole band going in front of the army of God. Before they hit the ground running in killing other people in that war, they were worshiping God, singing songs of praise, amen? Now this morning in that, in that song, I was like going, "Oh, where is the fervent prayer and worship of our, of our congregation? Where is that oomph? Where is the understanding that if you want to make it in this life, make it in this time, make it in this world, you've got to worship God outright. Amen? There's something that's got to wake up here in you. You need to go. Lord, doesn't matter what it, where I am finding myself, doesn't matter what it sounds like. doesn't matter if it's my song or not. I. I'm gonna worship you, why? Because he's worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. And therefore, when you come into this house, there are certain rules that apply, amen? And so, if the authenticity is about sharing the truth of who God is, we're actually sharing the truth about who you are in God, why? Because you are created in his image. You come from him, he breathed life into you. The authenticity of this church is that you will hear scripture and it will make it grow if you apply it. Today, our authenticity is for everyone. It's inclusive. You can be, inclus- you can be included to that. Now you can have an opinion you can bring whatever knowledge you have to this table, but all I'm asking is don't be rude, amen? Bring it in such a way, it's almost like this. we'll get there now. So our main scripture for the day is Luke 18, nine to 14. I want you to read with me. So realness, transparency, authentic, or being authentic is what God has called us to. Um, so in Joshua 24, 15, I just want to see if it's there. Um, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Uh, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, shame. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. This is literally what this guy guys, is, is, is thinking and saying. He says, I fast twice a week. I give my 10th my of all I get. But the tax collector stood in a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, Jesus says, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. If you humble yourself in my house, allow me to feed you, uh, sit on the couch the the way that I sit, swim in my swimming pool the way that I want you to swim in it. Uh, There's honor there, there's glory there. You and I will have a long relationship. You know what will happen if you come into my house? You dishonor my wife? You put your feet on my uh, couches? Um, you drop some food and then, uh, and then uh, politely. Um, yeah, I can't even it. I'm so shocked that someone would do that. If you would do that, I won't invite you again. Amen? I won't invite you again. Why? Because it's rude. And so God says that we should not become like hot air balloons full of knowledge. Knowledge is good. I love knowledge. I think it's important. I think sometimes when we have too much of it and too less, too less of it in actual experience, so taking it in, giving it out, gives you more. Taking it in, giving it out. There's almost like a, Uh, The more I eat, okay, we won't go there. So have you met anyone that's been rude in your house before? Anyone? Unfortunately, we are human, we make mistakes, we do that, it happens. Um, And so I want us to transition into a moment of having that picture of being family and becoming family and Invite, and being in, in, um, uh, inclusive towards each other. But then there's this other part of our rhythm in this family. So firstly, it's the way that you conduct yourselves, number one. Number two, it's the rhythm of what we have as a family already. So I have this brother-in-law, he's incredible. Um, James uh, actually, Wow, he's he's got a strong character, Um, isn't isn't it, Juan? And so I love him, but um, we will make decisions on uh, how things are gonna go. Then um, James pitches up, he goes, "Uh, I think we're gonna eat there today. Everyone already decided we're going left. He decides we're going right, and guess where we're going? Going right, okay. And so sometimes it's the rhythm that determines where we're going. The rhythm of us that's already established is asking of you to get on board. It's almost like you're going to a train station. Uh, The train route is fixed from Pretoria to Joburg and you go, "Uh, I want a detour. Let's go left here. What's the train gonna do? It's gonna go straight. It's gonna go where the tracks are laid. This house's tracks are laid. It's there for you. I want you to get on board, amen? Okay, good. Okay, so there is this concept uh, book I read when I was a student. Uh, it's called The Three Chairs of Joshua. It's actually called Three Chairs. I added the Joshua just for context. Um, shame. And so it's speaking of three chairs. Um, it's literally speaking of three generations Um, You might have seen this before. Uh, I have mentioned it a couple of times, so we're going to run through it now. There is a moment in the first chair where Joshua says this, read with me. He says, and, it, if, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. For your, um, wh- whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in, tho- in whose land you dwell. But as for me, and you, we know this uh, verse really well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So there is already a set track for Joshua. The, the train that he is on is one that God has set out. The tracks are fixed. He's just, uh, God did not ask jo- Joshua in which way he wanted to go. No, no, no. He said to him, these are my tracks. Are you on board? This is the way that I'm going. And then what was Joshua's response? It was a good one. It was an excellent one. He uh, compl- complied and he went and he went, I'm in, I'm on. I agree, or I disagree, but Lord, you are Lord, I'm still gonna get on it. I trust you. Do you see what's happening here? And in that generation, if you read further, the scripture says that that, that, the, 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 that the people of God were blessed because of the choices that Joshua has made for God. The generation afterwards, then the second chair came along. And this is what happened. There is this moment where the, the, the first generation experienced God. The first generation spoke to God. This, the first generation heard the voice of the Lord. The first generation were obedient to Jesus. The first generation didn't ask questions. They had their own opinion, and that is great, but they still submitted unto, unto God. And this is a solid foundation. Do you know what happened to the second generation? Revelation 3. 15 to 17 says this, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot, so that because of, uh, you were lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I vomit you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich, I've become wealthy, I have need of nothing, and do not uh, know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. God is speaking to his people saying, you have become lukewarm. The second chair we call the chair of disobedience. Why? Because they saw what the previous generation did. They saw how the previous generation spoke to Jesus. They saw how the previous generation honored God and they did not follow him accordingly. They followed the first generation people and not the Lord. It's called the seat of compromise. It's called the chair of compromise. Do we have to get up for church this morning? Ah, no, we'll go next week. And then next week it comes three weeks, and then six weeks. And if you're invited to a family dinner every week, and you don't pitch up, people have prepared for you, amen? And so there's, the, there's between this generation of understanding and hearing God's voice clearly, there is a trade happening where we would rather be led by someone who knows God. Does this sound familiar? Moses went up to the mountain. Why? Alone. He invited the whole um, Israel to go up and meet God. Do you know that? He didn't he wasn't only invited, God invited the whole people of Israel. What was their their response? It wasn't this, it was this. Now Moses, you go. We're afraid of God. No, we don't know how to to hear his voice. They were sitting right here. And then there's the third chair. The third chair in Judges 2.10, when all the generation has been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, uh, nor the work which he has done for Israel. Can I tell you quickly? First generation knowing Jesus. Second generation, there was a trade happening. Third generation, there's rebellion against God. This generation will hate him. This generation will swear at him. This generation will form their own identities. They'll for, form their own, own um, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Their genders will be self Uh, implied, self-decided. And so from this chair to this chair, it takes only one generation who compromises in the middle. Can you see that today? It takes only one. Do you know why spiritual family is so important here? Do you know why we do things like um, victory training, connect? Uh, Do you know why there's already very certain pattern laid out in every nation for us? Because that's the pattern that God gave every nation for you to follow in. And if you don't, you can sit here. We are not a nominal church. We will never be Sunday focused. We will never be only Sunday focused. This church has been called to make disciples, raise leaders and plant churches. That's what we do. If you expect anything different, you're gonna be disappointed in me, in our leadership, in our elders, in our church. I'm asking you this morning, where do you find yourself here? Because some people come in and I know you, some of you know a lot, I'm okay with that. Are you on board on this track? Are you including yourself and going, Lord, I trust you enough, Lord, that you have placed me here so that I can be led by you and by this church leadership, amen? To this morning, I look at this and I'm fearful for our own generations. I'm fearful for the, the previous generation that had this They had the the tangibility, the relationship with God in such a way that they saw miracles happen. No, no, they were the ones doing the miracles. Now we have a generation in this one, if there's compromise, if there's compromise on what is church, how many times do we go? Is this family or is this the place that I, I rest my feet? No, no, I'm not gonna get involved there. I know too much. No, no, no. God is calling you into the strain to sit upon it so that he can take you somewhere. Do you know that every nation is just a part of the body of God? Can I show you what part we are? Can I show you what important part we are? We might just be the pinky and the tip of it. Oh, but we're going to do it very well. We're gonna gonna make sure we sit on this first chair of knowing Jesus, honoring Jesus, following protocol. When God calls us and saying, do not be like those ones who dishonor coming together. He's speaking to us. He's speaking to me. This morning you need to hear something that God is not calling um, you because I'm standing on this side. No, He's calling us towards this. Are you in? You can say, yes, but that's, it's easy, isn't it? I had this friend uh, that played, um, that played cricket uh, for an for a, a international team, and then he went to another international team, personal friend, and I am very, very well. And he said to me, I asked him, how is it going? Uh, It's in another country, another culture, another team, another coach, um, another way of living, another way, so he's been playing for 24 years. He's been playing cricket in South Africa. He goes overseas, plays it in another country, the same game, the same rules of the game, but at another house. So what happens? I call him and says, yeah, he's not doing so well. I'm like, what's happening? He says, can I be honest with you? I say, please. He says, I come into the room and then I do things differently. And then I, then I get asked not to do that anymore. He says he comes into a moment. In, in South Africa, they have this thing. They can, t- they can t- tell the coach what they think he did wrong. And then in that country, he says he started doing that and people went, whoa, he started to lose friends. No one wanted to be around him anymore. But no one had the decency in going, dude, that's not how we do it. Then he says to me, there's a guy that cleans their locker rooms. He came to him six weeks later. He's like, he's, he's asking him, hello. He's into, he introduces himself with a broom in his hand. He says this, he says, the cleaner had to tell me what the tracks, on this train, looks like. He needed to tell me how they do things. He says, oh, he's not getting it right and he can't bear it anymore. People speak about him in, uh, uh, at his backside and he, he can't allow that anymore. He's will tell him how to follow here in this house. And when he did it, two years later, he became captain of that team and he led them very well. Why? Same game, different house. I don't mind if you come from a different house. I'm thankful that God has sent you. But for us to understand, for us to understand that there's gonna be no compromise here, you need to align. You need to say, Lord, I trust you more than I trust my I trust you more, Lord Jesus, than I trust every nation. I want you to trust that every nation is not perfect. Say with me, not perfect. We make mistakes, don't say that. We make a lot of mistakes, I agree. But if there is someone that can tell me that I'm doing wrong or it wrong or I'm out of line, it's my wife. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's God. It's God first, Catherine, my elders, my LGs, my Connect Group leaders. Why? They're sitting right here. They're my family. They're my covering right here. Everyone else is welcome to this table. Don't be rude. I want you to sit right here. I want you to do whatever God has given unto you in gifts and in joy and in whatever God has installed in you, we need, I tell you now, we need you. But oh, be on our tracks, would you? Follow the way that God has called us to, amen? There's safety there, there's family. Do you know that if you are sick and you're in a connect, you get free food? I didn't know that we, we, we became sick, do you know that? Carol, what happened? You had an operation, what happened? Are oh, you in a connect? Okay, what happened to you? Everybody bought food, why? Because everyone knew about it, why? Because she was in a connect, and connects speak to each other. Connects are connected directly to me. Do you know who runs connects? I do. Do you know who runs algaes? Well, it is Bianca, let's just say that, thank you Stale. But it is me. I love you, eh? thank you so much for the admin. She does really well. If you wanna grow in this family, you need to grow through connects. You need to get into that next step lounge there, get yourself connected, why? Because we do the basics there. Yeah, but I know more than that, I don't care, we do foundations, why? Because when we call people that know nothing about Jesus, when we call lost people, do you know what we give them? Five star expensive food to eat, no, I don't. I give them milk. When they just come to Jesus, I don't try to force the T-bone steak, medium to rare with some knuffle on it down a baby's spiritual throat. No, it's basics, it's foundations. So I brought a one-to-one. Catherine, can you you help me there with the one-to-one booklet? You can throw it to me. Thank you. Here we go. So this is what's called our one-to-one discipleship booklet. And it does not replace the Bible. Just saying, it's not a replacement. It's a tool to use. For us to understand discipleship in this church is everything, why? Because Jesus said so. Not Philip Pretorius, not Marinus, not no one. God said, go then, make disciples of all nations. What? And do? Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And tell them to obey, what? Everything that I have commanded you, in this house, we do exactly that. And I'm calling us all to not only sit on the first chair. If you are part of this family, I want to call you to sit in ours as well. Won't you do that? Won't you try it? So let me tell you a quick story. Um, Is someone keeping time for me? Because I feel like I'm way over time right now. Anyone? Timonita, thank you. Can I have 15? Thank you, okay, good. So when I came into Every Nation, um, I came into Every Nation at Linwood with Ratif. Um, I was a pastor already at another church. Um, When they fired me, I was a pastor no more. Do you know how that works? My calling is still in place, but I don't have a job as a pastor. So am I a pastor? I don't think I am. I'm not, I'm not leading anyone, is it? What does a pastor do? Then no, no, I'm still a Christian then. So I got fi- fired. Me and Catherine, we were still Christians. Not. Say again. Ah, oh, I was retrenched. Skis, Catherine, help me. Let me just help for everyone watching online. They didn't have no money to pay us anymore, so they let 20 people go, four pastors. I was one of them, me and Catherine. Catherine worked for me, so we both lost our jobs because we were retrenched, not fired. Thank you. <laughs> it's putting the right emphasis on the right syllable. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, hey, nice to be on the. <laughs> she aligns me. That's my marriage to her. Great. I've lost my way now. I don't even know where I am. Oh, I wasn't a pastor there. Uh, I went into ministry in every nation as a pastor of 11 years at another church. No, I came in as an intern for four years at this church. Did I still have a calling? I still had a calling, amen? The calling's never gone. God's called, that's why I submitted myself. Can I tell you that normally um, uh, Bianca, um, how long is an internship normally for someone that, that is, sits in the first chair and goes, yes, I will do that, yes, two years? I was there four. And the fifth year, they didn't know what to do with me, so no, I'm kidding. It took me four years, because I had 11 years of another church's way of doing things, and every time I didn't agree, I went to the TIF and went, Tief, uh, we did this at that church, uh, can we do that year? And he said, no. I was mad at him. I was going, do you know who I am? Do you know where I come from? It's ridiculous when when I say it like that, but that's exactly what I did. I'm like, you're not only my friend, yeah? You know who I am. And he was, and one day he shared the truth and he went, yeah, but you're not there anymore, are you? And you're not a pastor here yet. So either you submit and commit to submit under God. Has God placed you here, Marinas? Yes, he has. Okay, but then you submit under me. And when that happened, God says, okay, let's get to work. Do you see where I'm going with this? I hope you understand our family is really important to us, a spiritual family, but you have to get in it. I can call you, oh, but you're gonna to have to get into it. I can invite you, you can drink our coffee, it's good, isn't it? You can not love or love our worship, you can no- love or not love the way I preach or do things. You can love or not love our building. There's a lot of things that you can have opinion about, but just don't be rude about it. If you wanna be here, be included. That is something diff- totally different, that you have a relationship with God, and I can't say anything about that. He's called you to this first. But if you see this family as this family, get on board, get in line, get on our tracks. If you don't want to get frustrated, get on our tracks. If you want to grow here, get on our tracks. If you want to become a leader, get on our tracks. Can't help you otherwise. If you come to my house, you will have a samusa in your mouth. If you come to this church, you will hear of discipleship over and over and over and over and over and over again, amen? There's three things that I'm asking you and I'm gonna end off with this. I'm asking of this church, I'm asking of you. I want you to believe that God is merciful, why? is that verse right in the beginning of Joshua. When there's a a story told, a parable told, oh, that is not in Joshua, I am so sorry. I made a big mistake here. Oh no, I'm so sorry, that's not in Joshua. (laughs) That was way back, let's move on. I'm so sorry for that. Um, Oh wow. That is bad, I'm sorry. He said in verse 13, but the tax collector stood at the distance. He would not even look up to the heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. First thing I want you to believe that God is merciful, but also that he's added you to this family. His mercy are these tracks for you. Andre, did these tracks help you guys? Did these tracks help your, your, your family? Okay. This morning, I'm not calling you to something different. Believe that God is merciful and He added you to this family. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give away to anyone who needed it. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. When we call you to a Sunday service, when we call you to prayer, when we call you to the things that the church is gonna call you to, I want you to go that whatever is on my mandate of my diary today is can God take up the first chair? I don't want you to be obedient to my church, I want you to be obedient to Jesus. If this is hitting really hard and and I'm offending you, then you need to check your own heart and your own spirit, amen? I'm giving you this because this is the rules of our house and you are in my house. And no, one step further, we are in God's house, amen? So, number two. Own your sin and brokenness and repent. I will allow you to bleed some of your pain here. Yeah. That's why we say, come as you are. It's, it's not a Nirvana song, 1992. It's a, it's a verse in, in the Bible of Jesus. Come as you are. God's saying, come just as you are with your pain. But when you bleed on the rest of my family, I'm gonna ask you not to. I'm gonna ask you nicely the first time. What does the Bible say? The second time I take a brother with to ask you not to do that anymore. You're allowed to bleed, just not on others. So we have a really big rule in our house. Um, We don't gossip about others. We love them. We don't talk about other people at their back. Um, I won't do it. I'm asking you not to do it. Is that a good rule to have? I think it is. And so on our... Own your sin, your brokenness, and repent. Humble yourself before God and into family. The question is, are we still at a place where we can humble ourselves, or do we know too much of the word, too much of God, too much of what we experienced before? Oh no, I know that already. I don't need that right now. No, God is calling you to serve the nations. This is the track. God is calling you to serve um, people who don't know Jesus. This is the track. God is calling you into this Um, church uh, to be changed. So I agree. You have a lot of things to give. I'm going to say it over and over. I invite your personality. Bring it. I invite your knowledge. Bring it. But I'm asking you to be on this track with it. Can you? Amen. Matthew 12 says this, while he was still speaking to the people, behold his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Now, you're busy bleeding, I'm fine with it. You're busy um, uh, resurrecting your heart in the ministry, that's okay. You're busy healing from a church that hurt you, that's okay, you can, you're allowed to. But listen to what happens here in Matthew 47, 48. But Jesus replied to the man and told him, he says, who is your mother? and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his defi- disciple, he said, you are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother, and you are it to me. I go very easily, I hear you. I'll take that, I'll go and, I'll go and study it up, I'll go and read it, it's good, it's good for me. I need to grow there. But I'm still calling you back and going, this is our family. You're allowed in the circle. Then you sit on this chair with a relation with Jesus, but also you're on this track in the way that we do things, amen? It's quiet. Number three, allow God to make you whole. Can I ask that of people who have been saved for years? Can I ask that of myself? Seeing almost a decade ago coming into every nation, I'm asking those questions today to myself. I went, Lord, can I ask you to still heal me? Do you know that we've been hurt by a church 11 years ago? There are still things that I need to sort out in my own head about co- corporate ministry, about a church like this, about uh, uh, the way that we move. Sometimes I don't agree with Philip. Oh, but I'm in unity with him. I submit under him. And therefore, sometimes when I don't agree, I can go, is this worth, you know those conversations with family? Is this worth saying this right now and spoiling everyone's dinner? Or can I save it and maybe just have a quiet conversation later? You know that? That's, 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 that's being um, mindful of us as a church. And so I think God asks of, this, of us this. He, he calls his disciples into prayer. He finds them sleeping. And then what what does Jesus do with them? John, what does he do with them? What does Jesus do when he finds his disciples sleeping after he asks them to pray with him? What did he do? Oh, he was mad. He chastised him. He's like, why are you asleep? One of his disciples speaks out of turn. He turns around, goes. He says to him, he calls him, he says, "Get behind me, Paul. No, get behind me, Peter. No, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because he loves his disciples, but they're not on his track. He's trying to get them on there. In the way that he thinks, they think, the way that they speak. Only way after his death, they, they like, okay, we get it. We're in it. I'm asking you to get in it. Did it." and then start moving. This church will frustrate the ooh, out of you. If you are not on these tracks and the tracks are not gonna change because God sent the man of God to, uh, to us, amen? Yes, he sent a man, a woman to us. This is still his house, our house. And you need to align to that. You don't have to wonder if I love you. I've laid down my life for this church. But firstly, I I sat on this chair where I laid down my life for Jesus. And because he called me for this movement and this church, I laid down my life for it. I have your best interest at mind, in mind. I want you to be good leaders, stewards of your finances. I want you to be good leaders and stewards of the word of God. I want you to read the word of God at least once a day It's not a fixed rule, you can read it more. I I want you to pray at least once a day. You don't have to do it once, you can do it more. That's on you. I want you to to be in, in moments where the church is calling us to moment to pray. I want you to come to prayer. And when you do not, I'm going to have, uh, is he fit? No. I'm gonna help you to understand how important these tracks are that we put you on. It's not for me, it's for you. But it's also for me, I'm on that track. And today, God is calling us to, the, to these three things. He's calling us to believe that God is merciful and added us to this family. We believe our own sin and brokenness of owning our own sin and brokenness and repent to humble ourselves before God. And three, allow God to make us whole. We need to heal. Let God and let family heal us. If you're in an accident, you're not in a connect, and I'm not saying that's the hoop you need to, to jump through. That is the way that this family is, operates. If you're excluding yourself out of connects, you're excluding yourself out of the bigger picture of family, does that make sense? I want you to be in that. This morning is inviting you into family again. I gave you all um, some whistles, now I'm expecting you to do it. And here's something that I wanna show you to you, and we're ending off with that. You are know, never less than a son and daughter. Never less than a son of, and daughter of God, but never more than a, a disciple. At this church, we don't have badges. We have leadership. Yeah, I don't even ask you to call me pastor, or do many or whatever you're used to. Why? Because I'm not into titles. I'm into discipleship. I'm starting a new connect in three places by next week, um, one is in midstream, one is at my house, and one is just a stone's throw away at a a coffee shop here in three different mornings. I, I invite you to come. I want you to be part of this discipleship group. If you're a man, you're in. If you're a woman, I'm gonna show you to my wife or to someone else then. I want you to understand that the rhythm that we have here has a certain pattern and rule, but it doesn't come from us. It's from Jesus, it's from the word of God. He says the fivefold has been given to do what? To train? The saints for what? Their work of ministry. Who's the saints here? Am I a saint? Definitely not. I'm your pastor. Sometimes I'm prophetic. But I wanna train you in the things that Jesus is expecting me to train you in. And do you know what that is? Not only being prophetic or pastoring, it's in doing everything that he has commanded us to do. And the number one thing that Jesus called you and me to is to make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're gonna do in this church, and God wants to add you to that. If you feel um, that you want an overview of quickly of what we've done over the f- past five weeks, here it is, lordship, evangelism, discipleship, leadership, and family. Is it on there? Yes, good, we're gonna do that again. Uh, Say with me, lordship, evangelism, discipleship, leadership, oh, and family. Oh, we're going to eat together. And so here's what I want you to do is we're going to eat right now. We're going to use the elements today to celebrate Jesus Christ's love on the cross 2,000 years back. Uh, We're going to drink of his blood today. We're going to eat of his body uh, and I want you to help yourselves and we're going to get some music going. Um, uh, can I ask you, Emil, to play for me? Thank you. Uh, and the, we're almost finished, but not there yet. Please grab um, the, the elements that we have put on. Uh, and I've actually, there's a couple of, guys that didn't like the previous elements, and we changed it. I wanna tell you that I'm teachable here. Uh, I can grow here. I love these ones new. Uh, The the cracker is bigger. It just sits uh, in in, in my teeth a bit, but I'm not gonna moan about that. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, I am changeable. I am teachable as your leader. Um, This morning, Jesus is asking you to submit under him first. First chair. Do you know him? Do you know him really, true and true? in your heart and your spirit. Secondly, is this your church? And can you submit under it and its leadership? And thirdly, you will experience the biggest growth in your life if you humble yourself, be teachable to grow in this family. God will use you mightily. I'm asking you right now. And I hear the voice of the Lord say, some of you, some of you are thinking I'm specifically speaking to you directly. I'm not. This word was created in God's heart. If, I'm, if you feel I'm speaking directly to you, it's Him speaking. That was my prophetic sign. Did you see how that worked? Some of you are here, you are called. Oh, but it's an in and it's an out. It's a year, then it's there. God's asking you to do it year. God's asking you to submit year. God's asking you to grow year. God wants you to have fruit year. From the inside out. I don't believe that fruit in our life comes from anywhere else, it comes from our roots outward.